Welcome to Metaphysical. Have you ever heard of haunted objects in the Cairo Museum? Is there any evidence of items being kept from the public view and hidden away? We're going to talk about Sir William Petrie, who found ancient objects of an unknown nature. We'll also get into remote viewing of haunted relics of Egypt and so much more. So join me, investigative researcher Rob Counts and remote viewer John Vivanco for a show that's out of this world. Yeah. Howdy, John. Howdy. Howdy, partner. Doing yeah. good. Good. Yeah, well, we, had a, we had a good first episode uh, on this series. We talked a lot about the um, the strange Cleopatra's needle in, uh, in New York City. And, uh, you know, we start talking about elites whenever these things come up. And I think we're going to get into a little bit more about that today, aren't we? Yeah, I think we will. I mean, you know, when we get into that, that whole thing about the needle being brought over and stuff, it's like, this is a whole other area of literally like utilizing earth energy using relics, Egyptian relics to move earth energies for more power. Ultimately, that's what I think. This relic, I believe, is the one in London because the 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 base is different than the one. But this is the actual. This is the sister needle to the one that's in Central Park. But it's so curious how governments like really go after the Egyptian artifacts. Why is that? Yeah, right. But it's well, not, and, and it it's governments, or is it just? a specific group of families that have some knowledge that we don't know, because it right. seems to be that the same, the same names are always at the bottom of different things, whether it be right. Rockefellers or, or Vanderbilt's or whatever, what have you, you know? Right. Yeah. So true. It's the same names. They go after this material. Um, I, you know, I think, I think, I think this literally has to do with, um, understanding an older technology. And I think part of this is a little bit similar to sites like Stonehenge, where, mm -hmm. where, where these families have documentation of stuff from previous ages that is an older technology that they're trying to recreate, you know? And I think, you know, like Stonehenge and sites like this, I, I do believe that these sites were trying to mimic they were creating energy, absolutely creating energy, and they're trying to mimic something that they knew about on a technology side. And I think that, the, that we might be seeing the same thing with the setup of like Washington, D.C., and these guys bringing in Egyptian relics, monuments in order to move energy. I think it's mm. the same, same, maybe the same idea here. Well, and you had some... You've been tasked on on viewing some stuff oh, yeah. in the Cairo yeah. Museum, right? What 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 actually went on with that? Well, we were we were doing a um, doing a project, and we were doing a different type of remote viewing methodology. So normally with remote viewing, uh, people will do it on paper by themselves or with somebody who's monitoring them, and and they'll be. Um, writing and sketching for pages. You know how it is. You've done it before. Mm. And, and this is, that's like the regular remote viewing methodology, right. but we will often use a different methodology. And that is a group of remote viewers all together doing a form of what I call non-local image streaming. Mm. Um, and, and that is 
basically just remote viewers who are not writing stuff down. They're, they're perceiving things and saying it out loud. And when you're doing this kind of technique, uh, you can you can sense, see, and feel the other remote viewers. Yeah, I was going to say, you probably feed off one another, right? You do. You feed off one another. You'll see the same things. You'll experience the same things. Um, you'll be able to, to tell other remote viewers to go here, go there, and see what they perceive in that moment. And so it's, it's a different style, a different way to remote view that can be very fascinating it can be very impactful and even more visceral mm. like you can have more reactions physically and have more interesting experiences than the regular on paper sessions so so we were looking at at one point we wanted we knew of a location in the cairo museum that was like off limits to the public and we wanted, it wasn't just like administrative or cataloging. It was something different. Something else was going on. So you're, you're tasked to look at the stuff that no one's supposed to look at. Basically, yeah. <laughs> I just want to make that clear. Yeah, it's, that's really what it was. Sounds really fun. We were trespassing. Really <laughs> we were psychically trespassing. Right. So I remember, I remember this. So we were, we were um, all, it's like we, we, there's like an entry point that happens when you go in as a group. And we were at the base of these stairs. Everybody was there. It was like four or five of us remote viewers. And we were perceiving that we were at the base of these stairs. And so it was like, okay, we need to go up the stairs. So each one of us starts making our way up the stairs. We get up to the top of the stairs and there's like this, this yellow like ribbon barrier that you're not supposed to cross. So we go through that and then we go down this hallway and into this doorway. The, when you're remote viewing and you have a specific task that you're supposed to do, your subconscious is just going to take you to that task. So we all knew what to do and where to go. Hmm. So we go into this room and in this room, it's just filled with junk, just all sorts of stuff that is dark, dusty, and kind of just locked away. And it, it reminded me a little bit about, you know, at the end of um, Indiana Jones. Yeah, exactly. Where they're like stacking all those crates. Yeah, the of, crates. Like, like literally popped objects. into my head while you were talking about all this. Yeah, exactly. So it was it was like that. And and so what I began to see. Yeah, it was like that. Nearly immediately was stuff that were that was like like relief, like low relief type stuff as well as statue type stuff mm -hmm. that was very alien in nature. Like all of us <clears throat> were beginning to see things that were reptilian. Wait, wait. So when you say alien, you're not in nature. You're not just saying like strange. You're saying like actual extraterrestrial. Actual extraterrestrial representations in wow. stone, in writing, as well as artifacts, as well as artifacts. Okay. So meaning... I'm just trying to get clear here, okay, on what you saw is we're looking, you're looking at Egyptian hieroglyphs, but instead of them depicting human beings, we're looking at actual alien beings that are being depicted in the hieroglyphics. Actual alien beings, specifically Whoa. reptilian style. I mean, we're not talking about like not the grays, like those not weird the grays, gray little... not like Nordic blondes that are human like. We're talking about reptilian 
reptile. Weird reptiles, and, like five, right. like two arms, two legs, five star reptilian beings. Exactly. Yeah. And so, so, and, and one of the weird things about it is that these objects had the energy of them imbued in it. Like, like literally it wasn't just the objects. It was like, it was like, it had that energy in it, which is kind of freaky when you're remote viewing, because when you remote view this kind of stuff and it has that type of energy in it, it can be confrontational towards you in general, um, especially when you get to the reptilian type stuff. So, so, so we're viewing this stuff and, well, you know, think about this. Why did ancient Egyptians, as well as other cultures, elongate their heads? Mm. I mean, you know, this, this relates to like this other type of being who they thought was superior in a sense or godlike in a sense that they wanted to emulate. And so, or what, what? Well, I mean, have you ever seen Akhenaten? Oh, yeah. Akhenaten. Uh, exactly. So, okay, so there are, there are, John, there are some people, this is my understanding, right? After a lot of research is there are some people that were elongating their skulls, but then there were some people where the type of elongation was too, like, not possible, not physically it possible. It was not possible. Exactly. Me meaning so the Some elongation possible. Right. Yeah. And and Akhenaten this was a very strange figure. <clears throat> we're looking at we're looking at a king that came in and revolutionized the art in in Europe. It basically went from being totally normal Egyptian culture and art to a vastly different in a, in a, in a matter of years with a look that is very, very strange and alien in nature. Right. With an elongated skull and exactly. gave birth to a son, Tutankhamun, with also an elongated skull, half human, potentially half alien, if that's what this thing was. Yeah. Right? I, I, I believe that um, throughout, our, throughout culture on this planet, we have had these types of beings come in and, and become kings, queens, who, who have ruled over the people in the earlier ages, and that there was, there was more of a general knowledge about it. Literally, there was knowledge about that type of uh, being and other beings in the universe because we were more connected, or that rendition of humans was more connected than this rendition. <clears throat> For whatever reason right now, there's like a full-on kibosh on that stuff, well, and well, it's absolutely denied well it's denied because of the agendas and science they're pushing to in my understanding to control the agendas here right so right. there are certain people that have this belief or this belief system but they do not share that information and, and i've told you about this before like the yeah. way that if the world was a venn diagram it would be like three circles interacting with one another it'd be politics right aliens and the occult and if exactly. and all of those intersect and it's all that, that is like basically how all of this stuff is, is operating exactly. it's really. Bizarre. You know, it's, it's interesting. I had, um, I'd been reading something from some psychic, you know, I love reading a lot of like weird psychic information to understand sure. like, you know, what people are potentially getting or potentially making up, which it's always a grain of salt that we could potentially task remote viewers on or get new ideas. And I remember this one guy talking about, 
how the, the, the old bloodlines here on earth, like um, <clears throat> not necessarily the Rockefellers, but older ones. Oh yeah, that, there's a bunch the of bankers, those in right, Italy. The, bank, the banker side, um, they literally, their bloodline goes back to the, the families that were human-based that would take care, that would be the, the sort of high priests to the aliens who were ruling this planet in a sense. And so they, then those beings left and, and, and those uh, families believed that they could take this place over. And that's been fed through their bloodline and ideology that they've literally tried to take the planet over because they believe it's their right to do so. So even though they don't have that you know, bloodline in them that is alien to speak of, I think those, those, those ideas are fascinating to me. And I often wonder about them. Um, why, why, why? Because I don't believe that, that people can be so heartless and so uncaring for other people that they would do something like that unless they believed something so erroneous or strange. It just, it doesn't make sense to me. Well, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and, and there's all kinds of different evidence of this that goes back a really long time. I mean, we've got so many different bizarre stories and, and different versions of bizarre stories where almost it's like people have a hard time understanding the history themselves and they're trying to f like find it again. I mean, right. the Sumerian and, and Assyrian cultures, you know, like some of the some of the ancient, the the more ancient religions where where you know like J, the jp morgan museum in the in new york city is bizarre i mean the the types of artifacts that he had in there were were very assyrian sumerian babylonian type stuff and i mean right. you know this is the guy who's quoted as saying you know millionaires don't believe in astrology billionaires do <laughs> right okay. i mean that's nuts right yeah and i've been i've been to this place and it's, you know, the kind of stuff that he was collecting was wow. very, was very weird. And, and, yeah. and the rooms have strange feelings in them as well, of course, because, right. you know, the, these artifacts are carrying, you know, some of this. Um, right. And, and, wow. and, you know, there's a lot like, look, I mean, um, this, this idea, you know, um, of the Anunnaki, sort of coming here and you know they're the actual create the creators of human beings and you know the the genetic manipulation and all of this stuff and and people out there actually believing this failing to understand that it is usually the victors that dictate history yeah <laughs> i mean if you were trying to enslave a group of people wouldn't you tell them that you created them so that yeah, they, you might. yeah, you, yeah, right. Unless something like, happened where your your ranks were destroyed. Yeah, and but the thing is, is I, I do believe there was genetic manipulation on a certain groups of people for sure. There were, yes. like there, you know, absolutely there were. However, yeah. the idea that they created the human race and all of that stuff. No, they didn't create. No. It was just manipulation. 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 Because they and, don't have and, the power to create. Like, and what what we've gotten with like this has been we've remote viewed this over the years so i can't even tell you how many remote viewers have viewed this but but when we view the garden of eden story what we get is 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 that lab we get a lab yeah. literally a genetic 
lab. <laughs> and that's, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and the thing is though, is that's not, that's, that's not that hard to believe if you're simply trying to explain something about an ancient, it's like Atlantean technology that right. like, you're not going, the future people aren't going to be able to understand. So let's simplify the story. Right. right exactly. I mean, yeah. It, it, yeah. it's, it's not that, it's not that difficult. And, and the Atlantean technology, according to the research I've done, was was highly advanced and technological to the point where some of that stuff was it was like we're, we're talking about a deeper understanding of biology which is so strange because science puts now puts so much emphasis on external things instead of going right. inside and their technology was totally the opposite of that totally it was the opposite it was right. the, it was it was an understanding of the world by understanding ourselves much more to the point where yes it, it destroyed itself because you know these people my understanding is these people got very advanced but also just sort of started getting more and more rotten the way that people now are and and right. eventually like a gigantic flood came and wiped everyone out right right i mean that's what we see that's what we see with remote viewing that there was there was uh, a high high technological advanced side that was different than the type of tech we have now it was more internal more internal the consciousness was a part of the technology in a sense mm, absolutely and it was like it wasn't it wasn't this full-on only 3d materialist uh viewpoint it was something it was something different it was utilizing different types of energies um that occur naturally this is how you get free energy to a degree like this is another aspect of it where where you 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 utilize energy that's already there and yeah. enhance it ultimately. Like, what's the point in like like creating energy um, um, where From you scratch. have a, yeah. a, a, a resource that's going to run out? I mean, that's there's no point in that. Well, and, and it's the Earth itself has so much energy. I mean, this is what Tesla right. was doing. This is why Tesla got suppressed. Is he was like, right. there's so much energy here. I just made a mechanism that can pull yeah. it all out of the air. Exactly. And then, right. and you know, JP Morgan was like, I can't make money off of that. So let's go ahead and defund you. Right. Destroy your Tesla coil. And uh, we'll take all of that information and make a whole lot of money off of money yeah. off of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing that actually drives me crazy about, you know, the Tesla cars these days. Yeah. I don't, I feel like, I mean, when you get to the whole battery side. Oh, the lithium. Ridiculous. I mean, come on. I really, know. It's ridiculous. And to it call is. it Tesla, I just, I have a real big problem with that. It's real. It's a lot of gaslighting going on there. It, it is. It is. At the same time, what surprises me most about that is, uh, you know, I, I will say I, I appreciate what Elon Musk is doing these days in terms of what he's with, doing. Yeah, I understand all of that, that stuff. Yeah. So I just want to say that. However, yeah. however, I'm sometimes surprised at how smart a guy he is that he hasn't gone really down that rabbit hole of researching Tesla to the extent that I have been able to in a short period right. of time. Exactly. Or or has he? I mean, that's the thing, is it's like sometimes I feel like these people know things, but they're just not allowed to necessarily right. talk openly about it. You know, right. I mean I mean, it, look, Tesla's technology pulled electricity from around us because the ionosphere and everything around us has electricity in it already. Right. And he, he actually, at the time, electrified. he had created cars that could do that, but it right. was completely exactly. suppressed. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And, you know, okay, so I, 
back to the Cairo museum. <laughs> I kind of love though, how our conversations just will go in all these different directions. It's kind of what I makes know, it so fun. We could just keep it going forever. <laughs> we could string of thought here, but I mean, and that's like a whole other thing is that when we get to um, the whole battery thing, the Tesla, the batteries and, and where that lithium is coming from, where, where the components of the batteries are coming from, you're, you're talking about um, slaves, basically people that are paid hardly anything in different countries in Africa to mine, to, lithium. to mine it. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, come on. And then the, the toxicity Mm -hmm. of the battery now have it's, you ever and and, you, and it's it's like it's supposed to be good for for the right it's, it's the, good like for the environment change, right like it's good for the climate I, right? it's, it's just, that, that whole thing just drives me crazy have you ever been have you ever been in a tesla yes yes i have yeah right so you know i every time i get into one of those my whole energetic and electrical system freaks out because of the intense emf like I can't, I can't be in those cars. Like I don't want to be in that like EMF box. Well, and that, just, it's not just it's okay. Yes, there's the, the EMF part of it, right? But then also, the strange silence of driving one. <laughs> like, how many they, times? They, how many times have you almost gotten hit by a Tesla? Yeah, you can't hear, you can't hear it. it. Yeah, it's 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 like it's bizarre, you know. Yeah, I know. It's like walking through a parking lot. All of a sudden, there's something honking at you, and you didn't hear it, and it's a freaking Tesla. I just I had deja like vu. That hasn't happened to me in a while. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, Cairo Museum. So okay. So reptilian stuff. Now, when you get to um, Sir William Petrie, um, and he was he was um, an archaeologist who, in 1880, had gone to Giza. And he had access to everything like, like a lot of Westerners did back then in exploring what was going on in the, in the Giza Plateau. So he purportedly had found an object, a disc-like object that was alien in nature with alien inscription on it. And, and then he had also apparently found two mummified, small, large-headed um, beings. And on top of that, hieroglyphs, broken pieces of hieroglyph of UFO type craft, as well as reptilian type uh, beings. And this stuff was supposedly found behind a false bookcase in his house after his death in uh, the 1940. Oh, what a cool story. Which, which Apparently, immediately after that, the Rockefeller Museum, Rockefellers, came in and took those items, literally took those items. So, so now we did Can not... Can I just note, though, that I really need this guy's beard when I get older? Like yeah, that's that. a good beard. This is, a, this is like, how old is he? He's probably in his 70s here. Looks like it, yeah. This guy looks like the coolest 70-year-old dude I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, he looks real cool. I mean, I don't know. Back, it could be could be seventies. I think he died in the seventies. Well, good for um, him. Seventies or eighties. So, so he, so he apparently had this stuff behind it, like a, a hidden bookcase in his house, right. confiscated by um, 
by the Rockefeller Museum and then just, you know, shut away. So I think museums are fronts to move strange artifacts into basically holding or dumping at the bottom of the ocean. You know what I mean? Like just get rid of the stuff, either bury it, stick it in the vault that's, you know, forever locked in Antarctica or drop it so it sinks to the bottom of the ocean. But why? Um, do you know why they do that? I have my theories. I'm curious to know, you know why. Why do you think they do that? Um, for a few, well, first of all, anything that's valuable, they want to take for themselves. There's that. Um, but what, like, how big of a black market is there for alien artifacts? Like, it's got to be a pretty small black market. Um, mostly, though, because of the environment that they've created where people won't believe it's real. Or there'll be people that debunk it to say it's fake, even though it is real. Because right. how could it be true? It's like the giant stuff, the giant bones found in the mounds across America. Perfect example. And like, yeah. why was the Smithsonian Institution so pivotal in, in hiding all of this stuff in Ohio and other areas in the, in right. the Midwest? Because, because I think these institutions, these museums are literally fronts for capturing that stuff. They're the filter point. Yeah, but why? Why? What, why? I think it's because... I mean, think about it. What are the ramifications of giant bones being real? It destroys the entire scientific paradigm that everyone is operating by. And yeah. all of a sudden, overnight, people believe again in something that's outside of science. Yeah, overnight, exactly. the ancient stories that people have been telling for hundreds and th of thousands of years come back full force. And exactly. humans have to realize what's happened to them and the fact that they've been this fooled by something that's so surface. Right. It's right. so much easier to just believe in the current paradigm than it is to believe in something outside of that. And yeah. it isn't, aren't we easier to control if we don't know about these things, if we oh, only yeah. a certain amount of things exist. Absolutely. If, if, yeah. If we're not, if we're not aware of ancient culture, that's beyond our current understanding, we personally, are stuck in the same place and can't make progress to break out of it. And isn't that convenient for someone who's controlling things? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm in total agreement on that explanation. I mean, that's 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 the only thing that makes sense. Really, the only yeah. thing. And, 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 you know, Lindsay, you can pull this photo up of, of Darwin here. We've got Charles Darwin, who himself didn't really even believe his own theory. He was no, like, he didn't. no, he didn't. He was just like, uh, and then he gets pushed by Marx and Engels to basically back up communism, communism being the thing that like, it's the neutralizer. I mean, right. like, communism has pushed atheism in our world more than anything else out there to the point where now it's like science, communism, and, and, and atheism are, are everywhere. This, this idea yeah. of socialism, you know, and, and I think like, no, I mean, no one who's really given it a shot has come to understand why there aren't animals in transition between these different phases. And they always say, well, it's because it takes millions of years and all of that stuff, but they're, they're actually different species of animals. Right. I mean, that's right. what we're looking at here. Yeah. Now, each being can have a de developmental process whereby there are certain changes that can happen, but evolution as it is being explained here is another thing entirely. It is. Yeah. And, and humans, like the fact that like, look again, these artifacts being hidden, 
So let's say the artifacts were out into the open and people actually did legitimate research on it and find that the artifacts that show human beings on it are millions of years old. It changes the entire history of humans. It changes the are. entire history. Yeah, the yeah. entire history. And, and humans are millions of years old. I mean, the Ica stones alone show humans riding dinosaurs. And, and yeah. you know, there's like large giant humans riding dinosaurs full on. So now we've got giants and humans like right. giant humans riding dinosaurs. There it is right there. This guy's like smoking a pipe, hanging out on a triceratops. <laughs> That's awesome. Right. And then, then like somebody has oh the nerve God. to say that this was some guy with dental tools who created all of these stones in Peru. Like, how would you even do that? These are like, right. like, think about the amount of time that would take. Like you'd have had yeah. to create like 34,000 of these right. a year in order to get the amount of it or whatever it is. I mean, it's ridiculous. You know, here's another one. Of, a, of yeah. a giant riding a friggin' pterodactyl. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, when we get to the giants, I think in the, it was in the 19, during the Depression era in the United States, the, the Smithsonian, they literally put out um, classified ads throughout all the newspapers in the United States to give men jobs to help them dig up the mounds across the Mar yes. America for the smithsonian so what the smithsonian did was they employed these people to dig them up and they took the bones so they can get rid of the evidence now the smithsonian this. completely denies look at this stone this is like there's there's electronics there's a light over a person on a bed they're doing right. some type of autopsy on someone wearing some strange you know cultural yeah, I mean, we I don't know what technology this is, but this is like, the, these are the Ica stones. I mean, look into them, you guys at home. If you haven't already, Edge of Wonder has done a, a bunch of stuff on the Ica stones because they're so strange. But, yeah. you know, why aren't why is no one taking this stuff seriously? It's because it, it changes the history of humans. Exactly. It changes the history. You know, when we looked into origination point of the giants, the giants that used to be here, it's, it was the same thing as humans, uh, yes. our rendition right now, where they were genetically modified by some other um, outside universe beings, creatures, aliens. There's, there's, there's heavy, heavy involvement in our lives in the, in, in the human race and other races that have been here by aliens. And throughout old history on Earth, it's like you get these periods of time where there's big interaction then there's no interaction over and over. And for whatever reason right now, we are literally like under the, uh, under the covers and not oh. able to see. They won't. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and literally gas, the, the amount of gaslighting that you have to produce on a society is really interesting to the point that, okay, so like the giant thing, the gaslighting on the giant thing has mostly been taken care of. So they don't necessarily have to do it anymore. All you have to do it for is a generation a generation or two, right? Yes. If you if you can gaslight a generation or two on something that you don't want to exist, then after that, you're fine. You're, you're yep. totally fine. That, they don't need to gaslight me more on it because you bring up giants and people just, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, pro propaganda 101 right there. Exactly, it's propaganda 101. When you get to UFOs, like too many people are seeing them. And so that fight is, is going on right now. There are no aliens, there are no ufos you know so that fight's going on for the minds of people and you can see this well you can see it with a lot of stuff right now how how 
they're trying to go after the earlier younger generations oh, yeah. to, to gaslight them on certain issues so that the next generations down the road will believe those things. It's a really messed up situation. Oh, it is. And, and, and they've got it down to a science. Yeah, you know? they've got and, it down. I mean, they like starting going back like early 1900s with communism and all of that. I mean, right. the, you just look at the quotes of, of Lenin and guys like that. And oh, yeah. They're very right. aware of what to do to children in order to exactly. get an agenda pushed. I mean, exactly. Right. Know. So, you know, I guess back to the Cairo Museum. <laughs> well, okay, wait. The All thing right. we really need to talk about here, sort of the, the reptilian in the room, if you will. Oh, right. What the heck, man? So, like, okay, I've, like, when we talk about Akhenaten, we've got strange elongated skull beings, which right. resemble more of the grace here. But you're talking about a different species of potential alien being that has been highly conspiratorially, like, highly conspiratorial. Right talked about and now we've got like you're seeing evidence of this on on hieroglyphics that yes. are that are basically like undercover no one's no one's looking at these things. right we're not we're not talking about grays we're talking about a different race um in fact in fact when we look at places like the moon um because there are you know believe it or not there are tons of alien bases on our moon well it's not our moon but it's the moon um, why were these people we, out of shape? Like, I know I was looking at that belly or something. <laughs> uh, so, so when we look at some of these things, like what we have are, are tiers of, uh, beings and the ones that are in control are more reptile looking. So the, the grays, the gray, the, the shape of the gray with the big head and the big almond eyes is pretty much like a ubiquitous kind of shape. A lot of different beings look like that, but they can be totally different races. They even use that as this sort of biological bot type thing that they yes. can use and control. Yes, we've talked robot. about that. Right, exactly. Yeah, but, in our AI uh, episode, yeah. Right, yeah. But the, the, the reptile, the reptilian, is more of this controller, pretty powerful being more of a controller. So we're seeing that kind of stuff in Egyptian uh, artifacts that's, that's, that's squirreled away somewhere. And, and it could be, like this is connected up to um, Sir William Petrie, where, where they actively seek out this stuff. They've removed it from these locations and stuck it in their holding tank, if not just gotten rid of it altogether. Um, so, so when we were, you know, when we were remote viewing this, um, there were other things there as well. And so I happened, like, after I'm, like, looking at this kind of stuff, feeling around, I, I head off to um, look at other things. And I come across this, this thing that's, like, um, octagonal shape, and it's got this sort of, like, jewel kind of thing in the middle, and it's very shiny, and, and it's emanating a lot of energy. So I go up to it, and I start to, like, you know, psychically touch it and try and figure out what it is, and immediately, immediately this thing comes out of it. And as I'm sitting there remote viewing, I get this, this cold thing. Now, if you've ever dealt with, with ghosts and whatnot, yeah, yeah. they can provide, produce very cold areas. Yeah. This cold thing goes up my nose. Like it's, it's, it, I'm, I'm physically sitting there and this cold thing goes up my nose and it's feminine in nature and it's literally trying to get into me. 
And and so and you sneezed and everything was fine. <laughs> it didn't work. I tried. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and and then it started to harass the other viewers in the location that we were viewing at. And this being was female. It was like some. It was like related to some magical item that I had come across while remote viewing. You know, this these alien artifacts. And it was ancient Egyptian. It was female. It was imbued into this object. And, and for about a week, this thing harassed me, no matter what. It was doing it all day, but it, it was feeling like it was, um, it was happy to harass me. I mean, it was like it was, it was almost trying to be sexual with me, which was very, very bizarre. And, it, and every time it would come at me, it would, it would go up my nose, and you'd feel this cold burning going up your nose. And it did it. It did it to these. Uh, what is it? What are you showing? What, what is that? <laughs> she said that's from Flubber. That's from Flubber. So this being, so we're talking about a, a truly, it was some type of magical item, haunted magical item, but we couldn't dig into it any more than what we've done because uh, oftentimes when you remote view these things, you have that energy or the being that's associated with it come after you to mm. stop you from doing it. You find that a lot with, you know, alien and rep reptilian type stuff as well. Mm. So, I mean, the, I think the question on everyone's mind really is do reptilians exist? I mean, the, you know, there's like weird evidence of this in different cultures too, mind you, like I've done, right tons of research looking at different cultures and their view, like there seem to be certain types of um, like the Naga, right? The In Naga island, yeah. which I, I actually don't think are. No, they're not. They're not reptilian. No, yeah. That's no. something different. Like uh, actually different. Bodhisattva Nagarjuna in China. Right. Um, and, and uh, the, the God that actually created the Chinese people according to their culture was a, a sort of serpent being. Right. But, but human, human like slash God slash, I don't know. Well, you know, what, 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 what was Quetzalcoatl? Quetzalcoatl was the, the winged serpent. Oh man. I was right. doing some, man. Did you, have you been watching ancient apocalypse yet on Netflix? No, I haven't yet. You should. Okay. Because he, he, he goes into, you know, Quetzalcoatl is one of these these <laughs> these beings that like keep coming up over and over again. And like, there's different like you know, right. Quetzalcoatl is someone we really started looking into when we started researching vampires. Right. And, and like like that. all of that stuff went straight into him, and we were like, why why is going on here? That's really strange. But then the the yeah. version of him that Ham Graham Hancock is talking about are very, it's very different it's actually. Different. It was right. It's different. I mean, yeah. when we've remote viewed the whole Quetzalcoatl thing, it's, it's, it, it never came across as anything being dark um, or vampiric. There may be an aspect of that, but we, we haven't run across it. Um, um, it more was like a, a mover of, of society and culture that came from a different world. Yes. And that's planet. what, that's what Graham Hancock is talking about, but something right. I don't, and I look, I can't explain a lot of this stuff, so I'm not trying to paint Quetzalcoatl badly. I don't know, but there's some weird cult stuff too. And right. blood drinking in that area that came about where whoever right. it was 
it probably destroyed the culture. <laughs> probably did. Yeah. I mean, you know, vampire, oh my gosh. I remember, actually remember when we were doing some remote viewing around the vampires, we were looking at one, we were looking at two, two of them that you wanted us to look at. Do you remember who they were? It was a male and a female. Oh, uh, there was, uh, so vampire stuff would have been um, Vlad the Impaler. Vlad the Impaler. Okay, and Elizabeth Bathory. And Elizabeth, Elizabeth okay, Bathory, so, the, the most prolific serial killer of all time, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. You know what was so weird when we were remote viewing that is that um, psychically, all the females, when they were viewing Vlad the Impaler, were literally like, like oh my God, he's so hot. I love, oh, he would love this guy. He's so, he's so charismatic and hot. Oh, he wants to interact with me. I, no, can, see, I can see how women would look at that mustache. How can you resist? He <laughs> literally, <laughs> he literally <laughs> has an underbite that goes past his gigantic nose. And all I can think about is hotness it's here. It's terrible. It's so terrible. But now then when, when the guys viewed Bathory, Elizabeth Bathory, it was the same thing Yeah, it, it where, like, where she was drawing them in. Right yes. in this temptress way. Well, and that, that was what everyone said about Elizabeth Bathory is that, and like, it doesn't look like it here because people back then painted so terribly, but she was apparently like uh, an extremely, like the most beautiful woman in the area that anyone had ever seen. And, you know, like, and, you know, come to find out she's hanging, you know, virgins. Right. And then bathing in their blood. And she claims that it's, it's making her, I mean, look at that forehead. Of course she's beautiful. <laughs> You could you could yeah. literally write a novel on that thing. Yeah. Oh man. So, but so so you were in your research getting these guys connected in the Quetzalcoatl as some kind of cult. Well, somehow it it was going back to that. However, right. um, let's let's just put them into their own category here, where we've got some strange. We probably do an episode on this, but we've got some strange figures both in something called the order of the dragon and it's relating back to reptilians. And then the more you right. look into reptilians, which is what we were talking about before on these, on these, you know, hieroglyphics and stuff that are being hidden, you know, it goes, it just goes down a strange rabbit hole and, and, and it comes back to that same Venn diagram that it's like right. politics, occult and alien beings. And they're all like, it's all weird. One weird thing like this, like it's almost like there have been different periods where alien and alien technology was ruling. There are some periods where it was a cult, not a cult or like maybe deeper bio right. uh, technology that we didn't understand that was more based on what we would call magic. Right. You know? And then like now we're in this uber political, like science minded, you know, era and um, man, just strange, strange. I don't know how we got on Dracula, man. That's crazy. But yeah. I, I, well, you know, I think it could be, it could be some kind of weird misinterpretation. Well, I mean, think about, oh, I mean, okay, so here's something. So I knew this guy that would that would interview whistleblowers, um, and and there was this one w w supposed whistleblowers. You never know with these guys. I know. Yeah. Um, this one guy who I probably t told you this before. I know I've spoken about it. This one whistleblower that actually didn't want to be public that was just giving my friend information yeah. said that. Um, pigs were created as a crossbreed between humans and boars so that reptilians had something to eat when they didn't have any humans around, right? So, and that's why, that's why they're considered unclean. Pigs are considered unclean and certain cultures won't eat them, right? And then that's also why pigs, 
like you can replace my skin with pig skin and it'll just grow into it. You can, re you can get a pig's heart and nah, yes, yes. function properly. That's the only animal. And even firemen say, well, you know, when people are burning, they smell like bacon. You know, you know, what's That's interesting is um, ch what Chinese culture says about pigs is really interesting. Um, apparently in Chinese culture, if you do something really bad in your life, you'll be reincarnated into a pig. Now, wait, and, and this could be at least according to their culture, the reason why pigs are so close to humans is because you will get reincarnated into a pig after being a human and doing really bad things, really dirty deeds. The you, thing in other words, you will turn into reptilian food. Okay, maybe, yes. Now, the strange thing karmically about a pig in Chinese culture is that apparently, if you're a pig, your, your karmic payback is optimized. And what does that mean? It means that if you're, if you're a pig and you get killed and eaten, you feel every single thing up until every part of you is consumed and every oh. part of the pig. Yeah, yes. so like you feel the cooking, you feel the consuming oh. up until the entire thing is done and you, you pay all of that karma back so that you can actually survive to reincarnate back into a human and right. have another shot and so you're basically taking on the most immense suffering you're being in a hell realm until every last part of you is is eaten oh my God. it's it's rough and you can feel the gear self getting cooked like the the, the that's chopped horrible. up the, it's terrible but that's but let, if we're talking about murderers and and like and like the worst right. dregs of humanity here, and that's the only way to save them from complete annihilation. Right. I mean, you know, so I, mean, I mean, I don't know. I don't make the rules, dude. That's that. I didn't know that. I had yeah. never. I had never heard that. That's I mean, it, if it's true or not, you know, I, I don't know. But like you, I, I tend to believe. I don't. I'm more apt know. to believe what a lot of ancient cultures say about what's going on than I am to not these days, just because of how messed up right. and, and no, I agree. Exactly. Is. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Right. Right. But I mean, what does that do for like me wanting to eat bacon? I mean, uh, absolutely nothing. Um, I did not say I'm that. Helping them? Am I helping them? Yeah, actually, but... John, yes, you're helping them. Enjoy bacon. <laughs> so, so by eating bacon, you are helping Car I think we need to separate our dining <laughs> food life and, and ca karmic payback here. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's just terrible. <laughs> and with that, this ends this episode of Metaphysical. Hope you enjoyed your time. Uh, Eat your bacon. <laughs> and the, the, yeah, the, the take home from this show is um, have your bacon and eat it too. <laughs> Um, well, you guys You're helping um, others seriously. Yeah, thank you guys for being with us um, here today. We talked about a lot of rad stuff on today's episode. If you loved this content, if you love this content, please leave a comment below. Share with us what you think. We want to hear that, and we also uh, want to hear what you guys want us to talk about on our next show. So leave a comment below, and uh, we'll put it into the queue, and we'll we'll get to it eventually. And uh, John, did you have anything to add before we take off here, before we sign off? No, just, just eat your bacon. <laughs> eat your bacon. Yes. And uh, as we always say, or just recently started saying on uh, this show, is uh, be vigilant <laughs> and stay curious. There you go. And eat your bacon. And eat All your right. bacon. See you guys.